When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. There's the song, Barrett. And that means one thing. It's time for the middle on a Thursday as we inch closer and closer to the finale of the regular season with our Philadelphia Eagles Saturday night against the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, we still haven't really gotten any clarity as to what the coach is really going to do with regards to his roster on Saturday night. But uh, we we will pontificate and speculate regardless. Uh, But we got a couple of things here on Jalen Ray Gore today. We got Joe Banner uh, talking about Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni. Uh, We got the uh, uh, ever-developing Antonio Brown situation Washington football team and their nickname and the railing collapse. We're going to talk to our buddy, uh, the resident attorney uh, for the middle show. Uh, Dan Lust is going to join us at noon today to talk about some of these legal issues that are impacting the football that we love. Uh, We even have Aaron Rodgers going at it with a writer, Hub Arkish, who's one of Jody Max buddies. Uh, from back in the day. Say what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is classic stuff. I, I you know, I, I tell you, I listen to Pat McAfee uh, every now and then, a couple times during the week, and I always try to catch some of the Aaron Rodgers uh, appearance. He's there on that show every Tuesday, usually between like two and three o'clock, and he's really good. Like he talks. <laughs> like, and I find him pretty interesting. Uh, but it, it came up that, uh, you know, there's this this writer, Hub Arkish, who I believe hails from Chicago and is probably a Chicago Bears fan at heart. So he doesn't like Aaron Rodgers. And he also doesn't like that Aaron Rodgers isn't vaccinated and apparently uh, came out and said, basically, as of this early this summer, he wasn't going to vote for him for any MVP con- consideration. And it's it's escalated since there. And Aaron was asked about it. And he called him a bum. I mean, it's great stuff. So we'll get into some of that, too. Um, and I was also looking into the Leonard Fournette availability for the playoffs because there is still a very good chance that the Philadelphia Eagles will take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the playoffs rather than right. the Rams. In right. fact, a lot of people are speculating that it will be the Buccaneers, like but a higher probability than the Rams for what it's worth. Now, we'll see. That, that's one thing that will play out this weekend is we'll finally know who, they, who they're going to play and, and, and all that good stuff. But Leonard Fournette, they are, they are anticipating him being available for the playoffs for Tampa for what that's worth. But you, prior to the show, came at me with a big nugget 
about Nick Sirianni and coach of the year. And I can tell you're all puffed up and ready to talk about it. Oh, no question, man. I mean, looking at it, he's, he's brought a team from five and two to now nine wins. Two and number five. One. Two and five. Going to two and five yeah. to now nine wins. Right. Um, you know, he's totally changed how people look at the Philadelphia for, for the past year and a half. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles weren't the Philadelphia Eagles. We weren't the gold standard right. that everybody looked at the Philadelphia Eagles of being. And at this point, they're looking like, okay, then they found their brand of football. They have now uh, redefined who they are and what Philadelphia Eagles football is. And he is a major part of that. He was the biggest. This is this is almost like my guy at Kansas State. You know, Coach Snyder took a team that was ranked 106th out of 108 Division One schools and made it a top 10 team my last two years of my um, college career. So that's a major turnaround. Well, right. to turn this place around from a four-win season last year to now winning nine games and now already locked into the playoffs, come on, you got to have him as coach of the year. I mean, you know, his name should be up there with everybody. Everybody's talking about, you know, the Titans coach. Everybody's talking about um, mm-hmm. um, you know, Green Bay's coach. job. Well, I mean, I, yeah. I understand that. You know, he yeah. took some players that, you know, his best player was gone. Right. So, you know, he was able to get the team back. But I don't see that necessarily. You you, you had a number, talented they're roster. Number one, they're a number one seed. I know, but they had a talented roster in the first place. Yeah, but their whole roster, their whole offense was built around a big running back. And then when he left, I mean, they, they steadied the share and stayed the course. And they played some tough teams. Harry. They aren't we playing did, donkeys down a stretch, Barry. We did not have a good player on the team. Uh huh. We had nobody to define what this Eagle, Philadelphia Eagles team was. Well, we had a great offensive line. They were hurt. We're still losing. You know, we still have our, one of our best offensive linemen out. He's not coming back. Right. Yeah, but they. They've so we've coached around them. that. Yeah. Okay. You but know, they were two and five at the at the work of the coach. I mean, the coach got him to two and five also. It's well, not like I mean, he just showed up after week seven and said, hey, let's run the football but and he, straighten things out. I'm going to play devil's advocate. Exactly. That's what I wanted to do. I'm going to fight you on this. He coached him out of the cellar. The cellar. Right. He, 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 he went out there and took guys like Jalen Ragor. Right. <laughs> who has done next to nothing outside of a punt return. But he's a playoff wide receiver now. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yes, he's a playoff wide receiver now. (laughs) (laughs) You notice I specifically went to him because of you. (laughs) Because I knew that kickback was coming. Wait a second. Wait a second. Hold on. He's a playoff wide. What does that mean? That what that means is he's uh one of the he's gonna be one of the fourteen out of the fourteen teams he's 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 up there he's better than the other teams that are um they're in the NFL that didn't make it to the playoffs. Ray Gore? So, yes, Ray no, Gore. No, he's not. <laughs> no, he's not. I, I, I tried, man. I he tried. should be playing in the USFL this <laughs> spring. Okay. <laughs> he might. But do you see the might... mixed job that, that that he's done? He's coached in spite of Jalen Ragor. Okay, well, okay, but I will say then I'll argue with you on that because that's his area of expertise. We were told is this wide. He's a wide receiver guru, and I haven't seen really a hell of a lot of development of the first round pick under under fifteen, sixteen games we played now, and he hasn't done squat. So what? So what is really happening with Jalen Ragor and the guru? Well, he he he. He took it. He took this team. He ate, you know, the fact that his receivers weren't playing as good as they supposed to play, mm-hmm. but still was able to engineer an offense that's one of the tops in the NFL. You, you can't take that away from him. 
he has made this run team an almost unstoppable running game. The only thing that stops this running game are the Eagles themselves. Okay. Penalties. Well, we'll see. We'll see if they go up against Tampa or the or the Rams, you know, how well they run the football. Because if they if they can still run the football well against the either one of those teams, then they're gonna have a chance to win that game. And uh, you know, I agree with you. Nick Sirianni is in the conversation for coach of the year. I mean, he has to be given the fact of you know, that the Eagles were a four-win team last year and now they're in the playoffs. Just look at it at that. Forget about the schedule. You know, forget about where they started and where they finished. They're in the playoffs. So he's definitely in the conversation. But would you say that he's done – because it's almost like, well, I got us out of that two-and-five hole. Almost like the quarterback that throws three interceptions in the first three quarters and has his team behind by three scores, then, leads, then leads the comeback in the fourth quarter and says, hey, look at me, I came back. Yeah, you donkey, you got us into trouble in the first place by throwing three picks. So he you know, did, <laughs> he's a rookie coach, man. This is this is his first time have being the head man on a on a on a NFL team. This is right. his first time being the head man. Agreed. So you got to take that into consideration. There's a learning curve, an intense learning curve that he had to go through okay. in order to be number one a head coach, number two a head coach that understands what his players are. He had just learned those players, and it's not like he had full access to those players the entire time. You know, these are COVID times. Oh, so shit. He, there he you have, go. <laughs> damn it. You had to do it. I, you, damn it. You had to do it. I was going to let this thing go for as long as possible <laughs> until you brought up goddamn COVID times. He I, didn't know his team, but he was able to take his team. I'm trying to build it. I'm trying to build this so he could be, uh, um, you know, coach of the year man i, I just I, I think he's he in the conversation that. you want him, you want him that. to actually win the damn thing yeah i want him to win it man he I, like do you get a bonus at nbc sports no, philly if he wins this freaking thing no i don't no i don't <laughs> but maybe i'll get some extra privileges when i go over to the stadium this all time right or, or here's go the to thing the- you got to do me, us all a favor because the stream is all o- over this too and we'll go and read some of these stream comments you got to get into this on sunday on the post game after this saturday dog yeah or Saturday after this dog meat game that's really not even going to matter for us and get into this with Seth. I want to oh, no hear course. it. I want to hear it. You you bring it up. Not only is he in the conversation, Seth, he is the coach. He's my coach of the year and I want to see I want to see the fireworks. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Please. <laughs> right, 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 right. Barrett. Although he's turned a, although he's turned a, you know, he's turned a new leaf, man. I mean, he's, yeah. he's not he's not angry. He's not angry as Seth. He's not he just no, he's 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 changed over a little bit, man. In fact, I don't know who the guy is now. Really? Oh man, he's he's his glass is half full. In fact, Get he might have a little town. more than I do. Yes, yes. Well, I saw yeah. the, the the hanky that he was wearing in his in his uh uh jacket pocket last weekend was pretty, you know, positive. Yes, yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now let's what about the guy at Cincinnati, the head coach? What's his name? Zach Taylor. Yeah, Zach. He's got to be in the conversation too, right? Absolutely, absolutely. He took that team, and it, I mean that team was a contender. That team just won the division. I know. Last I, time they won the division was back. Was it Palmer? Was yeah, Palmer Car- last probably time? Carson Palmer? Last time they won the division. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they won the division when I was there. Right. I mean, and and he's fighting a culture that is a culture of losing. Yes. I mean, when you walk into since it's sort of like walking into Detroit, your your boy Dan Campbell. That's what yep. he's fighting right now. Like, like if next year Dan Campbell all of a sudden takes this, uh, what would they be two fourteen and one 
uh, Detroit Lions team and brings them into the playoffs, I mean, that's I don't think anybody else is in the conversation. He would be coach of the year. There's no question about that. Well, hence, hence why, why I think Sariani should be coach of the year because he took a team that was 4-1. You know, I mean, they won four games and tied Cincinnati. Who I know, but this isn't game. a culture of losing here. I mean, you know, right, Doug okay, Peterson okay. was three years off of a Super Bowl for Christ's Right, sake. right, 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 right. Now, it all went to hell in a handbasket, obviously, in one season. Boy, I can't believe I used that phrase. I haven't said that <laughs> phrase in probably 30 years. Uh, but that's exactly what happened. I mean, who else would be in the conversation for this? I mean, Kingsbury is is not, if you ask me, because of the way the team has just gone to the toilet. I know they won in Dallas, but prior to that, they had lost, what, four or five straight. He was headed for coach of the year. Yeah, he was. And they were yeah, a one seed. And now, you know, they're, uh, you know, they're a five seed. Uh, you can't consider him anymore. Um, San Francisco. Now, I mean, you couldn't put Big Andy in it. I mean, Andy and Andy took a team. I mean, they were already a great team. Yeah, but they had fell to the wayside. But they've they've engineered a way to get back, though. You know, if anything, I would look at his defensive coordinator as rallying the freaking oh, season. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, really, you know, we were talking a couple months ago about maybe if that thing just continues to go bad, he might be a candidate for the Temple head football coach. <laughs> Remember when I was trying to make a case for that? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and they exactly. righted the ship. So that, I think that's a big part. You know, I guess you could always put Andy Reid, you know, in the conversation. I mean, he's, you know, year after year after year. Um, what about Belichick with a rookie quarterback? Bro, I, I – you you have to you have to mention him, man. You have to, man. I mean, I'm just, not saying just, win it. I'm not saying win it, but be in the you know in even the, to win it, man. Belichick Belichick has a rookie, um, a rookie quarterback mm -hmm. playing at a high level. When last year they were horrible. I mean, they were, what was their record last year? They won like what? Let me see what their record was last year. Who's that? Uh, Patriots. Yeah, Patriots. Oh man, what were they? Uh, let me see. And good morning, uh, Mama Brooks. I see Phyllis morning, Brooks Mom. is on the yep. chat. <laughs> and uh, I see what, Baugh 316. Hell in a handbasket equals cinnamons and girls at a prom. There you go. <laughs> exactly right. All right, let's see what, all right, I got their 2020 schedule up here. Boy, they only won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games. So seven and nine. Seven and, and nine. Looked, last and they looked year. a lot worse than that. Yeah, they did. They did. I mean, they, they had Cam Newton last year, right? Right. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> but he only started half the game. They had another guy that was backing him up. Yeah, I can't year. even remember who that was. Me neither. Yeah. We, we both tried to forget about that team. But this year, they went on a stretch where they won, what, seven straight games? Yeah, they're 10 and six right now. That included wins over uh, the Chargers, all right, the, the Browns, Tennessee. And Buffalo. So, now they still don't know who won that division. Um, is that still up in the air? Yeah, they're both uh, the Bills and the Patriots are both ten and six. Oh, okay. So right now Buffalo has a has a tiebreaker, I guess, over them. Let me see. They beat what, them twice. Let me see what that is. Uh, Buffalo wins the tiebreak over New England based on best win percentage in division games. Wow. It says here. Buffalo's the four seed right now, and New England is the five. Boy, that would be the first-round playoff matchup. Yes, That'd be matchup be. number three. 
Yes, it would be. Now, all right, let me throw some other names here in the mix for the coach of the year. Frank Reich, coach uh, of your boy, Carson Wentz, who has also realized his best asset was a running game. Well, you're right. You're right. I don't know because I think their defense and their offensive line are, you know, will put them over the top all the time. Their defense is like the number one defense with taking the ball away. That offensive line has been great with the exception of, you know, injuries, mm-hmm. you know, that their tackles have been injured. In fact, they even brought your boy in. Uh, what was his name? Um, Dag on it. What, an O-lineman? Yes. Who was horrible. I mean, horrible for us. Oh, for the Eagles? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah the, the guard, uh, Pryor. Yeah, Matt Pryor. Yeah, he starts for them. And and been playing well. Right. So, you know, he, he right deserves there, some... he's coaching the year. Yeah, you know right there alone. Yeah. <laughs> he took two, our two worst players were our two worst hated enemies. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he took both of those guys and made them players. Right. He took Carson and he took Matt out there. And, and he is balling right now, man. That'll be Jalen Ragor's future coach in two years. <laughs> Whoever gets him to like, you know, a thousand yards receiving, you know, 80 catches and eight touchdowns. Coach of the year. Well, you look right awesome, there. man, because they um they <laughs> lost both of their tackles in in the um training camp. Okay, so so Pry- they started. Is Pryor one of their tackles? No, he's a guard. He plays. Oh, okay, guard. all right. Yeah, he plays guard, but I mean, he he still <laughs> play. He's still playing at a high level, man. You know what I mean? Wow. They, they they traded for Eric Fisher from Kansas mm-hmm. City, right? He's been playing all right, and yep. uh, Pryor has been a guard. Okay. Well, all right. Here's another name, Brandon. Staley, who's got his team in the playoffs right now. They got a win on Sunday night to secure it. But right now, they're the seventh seed. Mr. Mm. Fourth down. Yes. I mean. Fourth and go. I don't know, man, because your quarterback, you know, I mean, their quarterback is supposed to have been all world. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, you know, they should be a lot better than what they are, I think. So your criteria, if I can uh, deduce this by the way you're looking at these other guys, is you basically – are not allowed to have a really good quarterback. No, that, in it, order to be considered coach, it makes game. things too easy. When well, you have Vrabel, a Vrabel has what Tannehill? He's not great. No, he's not. He's he's mundane. I he's, mean, he's, he's average he's, at best, right? Yes, you're right. He's right. an average quarterback. That's why I said, you know, he's up there. My man but, Vrabel. He needs to grow that mustache back, though. <laughs> for the playoffs. You know, you gotta do it for the gram, man. That's you gotta exactly do it for the right. gram, man. Do it for the gram. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, but he 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 with him losing, you know, King Henry, and I, I guess that's what they call him now, King Henry. Mm-hmm. He still has Julio Jones out there, bro. He, he has AJ he Brown. Didn't do squat Julio Jones. Well, that should take away from his coaching prowess because anytime you have a guy like that, he was hurt. It should be too. easy. He was hurt. Well, he's not hurt right now. Oh, Jesus. He's done next to nothing. <laughs> you are you next are, to nothing. You are dangling on a very thin branch right now. You are just <laughs> hanging. <laughs> I mean, Hoping look at that man. bow doesn't break. Well, look at their defense, man. They got Bud Dupree. Right. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, who's going who assaulted somebody apparently this past week in a bar or something. Or, I don't know where that he got he said charged for the salt. Bud Dupree. Oh, do well, you not do you not pay attention to this stuff? No, I don't. He cited for misdemeanor assault. Oh no, it wasn't in a bar, it was at a Walgreens. He went to the drugstore 
I'm going to read this right here, right off the internet. It's got to be true. The incident occurred hours after the Titans came away with a dominating victory over the Dolphins. Uh, Bud Dupree was cited by Metro Nashville police for misdemeanor assaults on Tuesday after he was involved in an altercation at a local Walgreens on Sunday night. The incident occurred. Okay, I already read that. Hours after they beat the Dolphins. Police say that a group of individuals were having a verbal argument with a male employee just before they left the store and came back in it with Dupree. So I guess a couple of guys were fighting with an employee. They go back and and they bring in Bud Dupree. Dupree allegedly grabbed the employee and his phone, which initiated a physical altercation. Wow. Due to the victim being assaulted, the defendant is being charged with assault. Fear of bodily injury, says the citation. <laughs> so he How went in there. How stupid is that, man? So he must have been out there with his, some of his guys, and they're in the Walgreens, and they get in an argument. So they go, you know, go out and get Bud. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right. And it comes Bud. <laughs> See, that's the problem right there. Now, what type of boys do you have? You're supposed to keep him in the car. Exactly. Keep him from going. You're supposed to keep him out of trouble. Right. The playoffs are a week away, you bonehead. What are they doing, man? <laughs> what are they doing, man? That's that's not even that's, that's not even AI-ish. You know what I'm saying? See what happens with these players when they leave Pittsburgh? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like this ever happened when he was in Pittsburgh. Right? Nothing good ever happens. You know, trust me, I know. When you leave Pittsburgh, man. I mean, you, you know, you're a wide receiver. You go to, you know, right. you leave Pittsburgh and you go to, uh, you go to um, the Giants and you shoot yourself in the leg. Yeah, in the club. Or, or, or you just, you know, you you throw your jersey off, your gloves off, and just quit right in the middle of a game. I mean, it, it, nothing ever goes good when you leave Pittsburgh, bro. Oh my God. Me, I end up on the middle with you and right. You know- <laughs> yeah, look at you now. Shit, you'd rather be in Detroit. Now, BoomBap75, who you love, says Sirianni is way down on that list. Oh, wow. you, gotta, you can't just say that. You got to give me a reason why. He should be way up on the list. I mean, he's a rookie coach and got his guys into the playoffs. Yeah, Come and on, I agree. Man. I agree. He's he's on the list. He's in the room. I understand LaFleur. You know what I'm saying? I understand that. But even still, well, LaFleur's got the best quarterback in the game, right? right and that's now. why I say you got to take him. You got to take him literally off the list, even though all the stuff that happened, you know, in the summertime during that right. time, you got your, you know, everybody else is in camp, and you got your quarterback out in, in in Hawaii. Yeah, he and his girlfriend with another couple walking uh, under swinging uh, tropical, you know, waterfalls. On waterfalls. <laughs> He's basically a hippie. Aaron Rodgers. Bro, you know that's that, what it right? is, man. He yeah. is. He he'd is. Li- he'd live in a commune, like in in Oregon or something. Definitely. He, him, and uh, what was that running back? Uh, Ricky, Ricky uh, uh, Williams. Ricky Williams. You know, yeah. go out there smoking weed, living in, smoking a, in weed, a commune, bro. and <laughs> hash and everything else, bro. <laughs> yeah. Don't get me started on hash. <laughs> what What exactly is hash, man? You know, it's a good question. <laughs> I don't know what hash is. It's, it's I, not I, weed. No. You smoke it. I mean, what is it? Do you pound it up? You grind it up? What is it, man? Yeah, you put it on a little. It comes in a. It came in a little cube. <laughs> I remember, and um, we put it on a like a thumbtack, right? Uh huh. And then you'd light it, and you'd put a glass over top of it, and the smoke <laughs> would like just fill up the glass. Uh huh. And then you'd slide the glass over the edge of the table. <laughs> 
and inhale the smoke and that's the way that's the way we did it once when i did it once well you did yeah now i'm gonna get a phone call probably in five seconds from my mom because she's listening right now she called me uh, after yesterday's show she had some critiques about yesterday's show oh was she was, did she get on me about uh what did i say man did she you said yeah, she, was she, get, yeah, oh, she got the, on you exactly seasoning. yeah for the, the seasoning that's exactly right Right, that right. that happened, and also she didn't like the farts in a jar situation. <laughs> wasn't wasn't really a fan that, of that. Right? Wasn't really a fan of that. Yo, man, my that, mom used to get on me saying, "Bro, like I would do stupid stuff, man." Like my mom said, "Don't go, you know, don't go to the the skating rink back in the day." Oh yeah, like, you know, roller skating. Yeah, roller skating. Yeah, I never roller skated, but I was, you know, I I, I you know would hang out there because that's where everybody go, and I do stupid stuff. You know, I go out there. And 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 you know what I'm saying I'll do stupid stuff, right. and mom said you better not go to um it's, it was called Saints, you better not go to Saints, you better not go. My stupid butt man, I, I go to Saints, and then like a week later, I take a picture of Saint, you know, posing all like you know posing uh-huh. and everything. Oh yeah, and I forget to put it up so my mom doesn't see it. And she sees that I'm a Saints man. I'm like, come on, man. What? How stupid am I, bro? Why do I take a picture and bring it home? What's man, what? How smart is that, man? How smart is that, man? I'm I trying really to get got, away with something. I can't get away with it. I I'm, really got to question your judgment. Right, right, man. Come on, man. My mom was hot. Did I tell you not to go over there? And then, like, like two weeks later, Easy E goes there and he he performs a concert at Saints, and like four people die from getting shot up. Easy E. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He he performed there, and then you know they have a big fight. This is this is just a you know a melee, man. It, it was it was crazy, man. Like four people died and everything else. Wow. She's like, see, see, that's why you don't go huh? to Saints. She's right. She always says does the right thing. Now, ball three one six. Yeah, he's right. Hash is like weed resin. Oh. So it's almost <laughs> like if you like if you took Aton's paraphernalia, right? Uh huh. Uh-huh, if you went uh-huh. over to his house right now and just picked up a random bowl. And you scraped out the inside, right? There'd be uh-huh. like this gummy residue. Right. That's right. basically it. Okay. All so right. Let's get similar to that. <laughs> yeah. That's that, like, you know, back in the days, you go to my boy in my boy's car. And whenever you go, I mean, he'd have like a thousand roaches in his car. You could take all the roaches that are in his car and make like four blunts with them. That's that much, right. Yes. Because he's a lot he of roaches. He didn't smoke blunts. He's, oh, okay. he, he, he said, man, I want regular weed, bro. Regular mm-hmm. weed. Mm-hmm. You know, so he he take the cigarette paper, you know, and and, and he never used blunts. Okay. Said, <laughs> so he had all these roaches in his car and, and guys would go in his car and pick up and and, and roll um, joints out or roll blunts out of them. All like his ashtray was just littered with little uh, roaches. I mean, wow. you know, not cigarette buds, but roach buds everywhere. In it. Right. It was crazy, man. You know, this Matt LaFleur. His record in his first three years thus far is 37 and nine. Come on, man. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. Well, that's why I see that's why I think A Rod's going nowhere. Why would you want to leave that? Yeah, and it's interesting because I had uh Steve Zabin on my pregame show last week because he does radio in Milwaukee. He's a DC guy, but he also does radio in Milwaukee, so he covers Aaron Rodgers. I asked him about it. he's convinced that Aaron Rodgers is gonna leave. He's convinced. What, yeah. what would make him want to leave that situation, man? I, I, good I can question. understand being in Green Bay. Green Bay is like, it's the worst place to be. When I was there, 
there's there's nothing to do. That's why they're so good because there's nothing else to do in Green Bay mm-hmm. but to play football. I mean, you could go to a- Appleton and, and and go to a club in Appleton, but a club like Applebee's. Well, <laughs> Applebee's in Appleton. <laughs> something like that. Or you can go gamble at the oh. um, at the uh, like an Indian casino or something. Yes, at the Indian yeah, yeah, casino yeah. And, and and but that's about it, man. There's nothing else, man. Well, I mean, what was it like going in there as a, as a uh, as the opponent? You know what? Into Green Bay. It depends on what time of the year it was. Like any, any they should outlaw games in Green Bay on Monday nights in December. I remember when the last game I played on the Monday night football in, in Green Bay. I went out there, it was seven degrees. Went cool. back in, went out, went into halftime, came back out of halftime after halftime, and it was minus 12 degrees. Minus, minus 12. 12. Yes. Yeah. In Green Bay. I think it was like December 3rd or December 6th, one of those two days that we played. But it was so cold out there, man. You didn't even want to touch anybody, bro. Yeah. That's how cold it was. Yeah. That's, you couldn't uh... even break a sweat. That's like where, like, it just sort of like those offensive line. Were you one of the offensive linemen that wouldn't wear sleeves? That you had to wear. You you, you had to um you had to have cut off sleeves. You couldn't wear sleeves out there. Right. Um, our our, our coach's name was Larry Beckham. I remember. Well, I went out there. It was seven degrees. I was froze my butt off the first half. I came back out at halftime and I had sleeves on. Oh. Man, he looked at me, cussed me out, Is that and had right? the trainers come over and cut my sleeves off. Get out. Yes. And I was like, you know, yo, coach, why don't you take that damn jacket off then, coach? Yeah. Brooksy, get over there. Cut them sleeves off. <sighs> I mean, I froze my butt off. <laughs> Were man. you the only one? No, it was two other guys did it too. <laughs> the long snapper Davis did it too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he did it too. Well, but... the long snapper's sitting there a lot of times. I mean, he's only used so many times in a Bro, game. Bro, I was sitting there. I wasn't starting it. I wasn't oh, starting it, so I was oh, okay. sitting there too. I was okay. sitting down too, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was goal line tight end, and I was uh, the alternate offensive lineman when it comes, you know. So I mean, it, it was tough. It was tough sledding back then, bro. Tough now, sledding, you know. Now, were you one of those guys since you weren't starting, where that would be huddled right by one of those big uh, fire uh, heaters? No, they were they were too hot. Yeah. I would sit on the bench because they, they have they have they have one of those um, big heater things look like jet engines. Yeah, they'd also have one that would that was um, linked to the seats. Okay, and you sit on the seats. Oh yeah, kind of blows seats. it right into in the blows it right into yeah, their yeah. hollowed out fiberglass. Yeah. And you know, I mean, it, it kept you a little warm because they had the little places that you can kick your feet underneath there, and a little wooden slip will come back, and you know you get a little heat from that. But man, it, it it was nowhere that you could run away from. You couldn't get away from how cold it was out there. Right. I mean, it was just. I mean, it was just. It just seemed like it was just bearing down on you all the time. You had no relief of the game. Yeah. That would be the longest three and a half hours I would have in my life, bro. Yeah. Those, I those told you yesterday like morning was like the coldest day thus far this year, um, this winter um, for me. Uh-huh. When I went out and put the uh, recycling out the other day, it just like the cold air just like almost like just. It's like it just stuck to you. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. You, know I mean? Couldn't, you can't run from it, and it yeah. almost suffocates you. That's how yeah. cold it was. It almost suffocates you, man. Yep. Yeah. And I'm like, man, come on. And then, then you come in after the game, and you get in, and it seems like even the night when I when I go to bed, you can't get that 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 cold off of you. You know, it's like down deep in your bones, man. You just stay cold the entire night, even when you're at home in the bed. It still be that cold, man. You still feel it in your bones, man. 
That's a All horrible right. experience. Now, 91 LSXer says there's some good bars in Appleton. Used to stay downtown there at the Paper Valley Hotel for work. <laughs> okay. I'll well, you know take what? his word for it. Well, that's why I said that's why I said Appleton. There were clubs that people would go out in Appleton. Yeah, but know? there's nothing in Green Bay, though, right? No, nothing in Green Bay. But I, I'll tell you this, though. It was kind of funny, man, because um, all like the 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 um, Native Americans and stuff, they would go and go fishing trips for like three weeks out on the ice, mm-hmm. ice fishing for like three weeks on the lake. Yes. Yeah. And when the, all the men would leave, all their wives would go to the clubs yeah. while they were gone. <laughs> and that's when ninety one LSXers were right. <laughs> all all the men are out on the lake fishing. <laughs> But I used to be thinking, why would all, all the men just go at one time uh, for three weeks at a time ice fishing? Yeah. I mean, you can't. It's not like you're going anywhere. You're sitting in a in a hut, in a hut on top of the um ice. Yeah, for three weeks. Right. Why? Yeah. Why? All right. I, I why? Understand. That's what I ask myself every day. Why? All right. We're gonna take a short time out. We'll be back with more. We got to get into this uh, Joe Banner's comments on Jalen Hurts, Nick Sirianni, and also. Uh, Jalen Ray Gore and booing back after this. This is Joe Krause of Krause's Coats inviting you to donate a slightly worn coat or jacket and help veterans stay warm this winter. Go to Krause's Coats on Facebook to help those who've served. Have a happy holiday. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. The city of Philadelphia sparkles during the Christmas holiday season with an array of colorful light displays and illuminated Christmas trees donated or installed for free by the talented electricians of IBEW Local 98. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities at IBEW Local 98, visit us at www.ibew98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. 
It's time to meet the Fritz & Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz & Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back to the show. Again, we got uh, our legal analyst uh, coming up at the top of the hour. And uh, I just want to see what his, uh, give you his Instagram. He's great on Instagram. I got to tell you, like really, really good. Dan Lust is his name, obviously. And it's Sports Law Lust on uh, Instagram. And he's all over this stuff. Like anytime there's kind of a legal issue and there's a lot, it seems like every other week, you know, there's two or three big legal issues with regards to sports. And lately it's been the NFL. So we're going to talk about all that stuff with him coming up at noon. But I saw they, they did, they do this uh, Q and a every week with Joe Banner uh-huh. uh, on philly.com. And it's, um, it's, it's usually pretty interesting. E.J. Smith does it with him, the writer E.J. Smith, who does a good job. And he says, I remember early, and this is E.J. saying, I remember early in the season you talked about how much we learn about Sirianni as a coach once he was forced to handle adversity. What does the team's turnaround say about him? He says, a head coach, this is Banner now, a head coach matters the most when you're going through tough times. It's the same reason. Most teams put leadership at the top of their coaching list search because that's the one that shows up. I don't think you could ask him to do any better than he did. Talking about Sirianni. Right, right. He I says, mean, okay, go ahead. No, I mean, he's absolutely right about that. I mean, leadership, if you can get guys to follow you, man, you can coach them. You can get, you know, basically them to run through a brick wall for you. If you get a guy that you know that's 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 not a leader, it doesn't matter how much you know or how much you can you can articulate to them. If they don't like you, if they don't feel motivated by you, they're not going to listen to you. Right, <laughs> guys just won't do it. He says uh, Banner goes on to say they, meaning coaches, can't beat anybody. They don't play, so you can't hold it against him who they beat. You can factor it in to what you think they are and what the future will be. But we got every he got everybody together. He made changes. He was open minded, objective. And he kept the team playing hard and appearing to believe in what he was trying to do. They took advantage of the opportunity. I guess he's talking about the schedule that was presented them. And that's a big part of the definition of being a good coach. Time will tell. Is he a C plus? Is he an A minus? We'll see over time. Certainly, though, we have to say he's off to a good start. He had a good first year and he's shown the things we'd be hoping to see uh, that will be significant in the long run. So I kind of agree with that. Yeah, you mean I think, it's, I think he's spot on there. Absolutely. You know, and, and John Dickerson, you know, great point. You know, a guy like Urban Meyer. Yeah. Nobody was going to listen to Urban Meyer because, number one, he's not even trustworthy. 
You know what I'm saying? You're not going to follow a guy like that. Yeah. You know, I mean, he his track record is good. But when you're coaching, it's a difference between coaching grown men mm-hmm. and, and you know, men with families. Yeah, he always had kind of a slimy kind yes. of appeal or yes. lack of thereof. Yes, to him. yes. Shady. Yeah, shady. shady. Very successful, but slimy. You know yeah, what I mean? You, know, you yeah. could you could you could motivate men to 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 work hard for you because you could just dangle the NFL in front of them when you're when you're coaching uh, college players. Yes, they're grown men, right. but you know, or you, you could, could recruit right over top of them. Say, you right, know what? hey, you're done. Right, you know, you better transfer. <laughs> you know, you could tell them, you know, all right, you know, my your your pro career is in my hands right now. You know, you know, by the struggle of a pen or me saying yay or nay. You won't, you know, your draft status will go up or down. You can influence guys like that. But in the NFL, half the guys you're coaching make more money than you, number one. And some, in, in a lot of cases, you know, if you're that slimy, they just won't believe in you at all. And, and when, all you need is just, you know, to start that trend and you'll lose the team, man. Once you lose the team, you can't get them back. You right. just can't get them back. You know, Urban Meyer, he lost that team, you know, after that first instance of when he – Stayed back with the um and, and and let the team go back without him. Yeah, I think that's you where just, it really started. Yeah, you, you just yeah. can't do that. Yeah, that's something guys aren't guys aren't having that. You know what I mean? Here's you're supposed to be our leader. Yeah, you leaving us out the dry. You going somewhere you ain't supposed to be number one instead of being with us. Come on, man. Yeah, that's Come one on. of the really things that was glaring about it is that the most important thing for Jacksonville was to get that quarterback started on the right foot, and he never progressed like he he was not good and he never got any better this year like it's exactly. kind of been a wasted year for for Lawrence if well, you think about it is exactly. just lucky he didn't get hurt and you're so right about that man you're so like, right about this is a wasted year that you a have wasted a year. quarterback that you know is, is supposed to be the second coming of 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 you know Brady mm-hmm. you know this guy's supposed to be next level he's been groomed to be this player since he was playing flag football. Right, right. You know, I saw him in the Nike camps and all those. I've been watching him, his development as a quarterback and grow for years. I mean, years before he even went to Clemson. He was in California playing in these seven-on-seven leagues. And, you know what I'm saying, he's been, a, he's, he's been out and out the best quarterback since he was probably 10 years old, man, 10, 11 years old. He's gone to every camp. He's, he's busted everybody. As far as you know, um, who's in the same ballpark and him during that same time? Right. I mean, he's killed everybody. You know, I remember it was between him and uh, the Bears quarterback. What's his name? The the Bears quarterback. Fields. Fields. Yeah. Him yeah, and Fields. Yeah. Him and Fields have been competing against each other mm-hmm. in these camps since they were like 10, 11 years old and the seven oh sevens, flag football, all that stuff. Those two have been competing against each other. And I, I tell you what. More times than not, Fields would edge him out. But then all mm-hmm. of a sudden, he just, you know, he, he grew a couple more inches, and he was just all world after that. So he's right. been groomed since a young kid to be that type of quarterback. And that's a totally wasted year this year that his, in his development of being that type of quarterback, man. Now, did he always have that great hair? Even yes. when he was, like, in junior high school yes. and stuff? Oh, yeah? Yes. Yes. I, I mean, right. We should call him Samson because it's always been like that. Bro. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, well, they go on to talk, uh, Joe Banner, about uh, Jalen Hurts. And uh, E.J. Smith says, um, uh, you've mentioned that the Eagles don't have the constantly churning discussions 
about Hertz that the public has. Do you think this is the point in the season where they would ha be having larger discussions about him? And he says, it's a conversation that is ongoing and then reaches a point where it becomes a focal point. Whether they're doing that now or trying to enjoy the moment and best prepare themselves for a chance, if there is one to advance in the playoffs, your guess is as good as mine. But we're in that window. It kind of opens now and probably runs until soon after they're eliminated. Um, he's talking about that window of, you know, I guess considering whether Hertz is the guy to go forward. Right, right. He says, remember, there are no options that they don't have to that they don't have to make that decision. Let's just say that they don't think there's a quarterback that they're prepared to use a high pick in the draft. Maybe somebody in the middle they'll take a shot on, but bring Hertz back next year, assuming they're going to give him another year to prove he's the guy. I think we're already there, don't you? I think we're we've been past there. Um, you know, once we really start being in the quarterback of uh, the the playoff picture, once we develop the offense, not necessarily for his skill set, but for the team in its entirety, made them a better team because they started catering to you know, what this offense really is, that's when the situation really highlighted how good Hurts could be because he wasn't asked to go out there and throw 40 times a game. Right. You know, it almost hindered his growth early in the season because they were trying to make him a passer. You don't have to make him a passer. He's a quarterback. You don't have to make him a passer. What you do is have to put him in a better position that if he does become a passer, Help him out. You know what I'm saying? You, did, you you can't drop back and pass with that offensive line 40 times a game and think you're going to have some success. They're right. good. They're good, but they're not great. Right. You know what I mean? He's, he there's, says, there's not a lot of great offenses that have quarterbacks to throw 50 times a game that are successful. Right. There's not a lot of them. Yeah, even a lot of times, you know, when you see good quarterbacks have to do that, they lose the game. Exactly, yeah. exactly. You know, yeah. so we weren't putting him in a, a good position. You know, you couldn't ask Brady to drop back 40, 50 times a game. But that was your boy, was the coach of the year, though, that did that to him in those first seven weeks. You listen to ownership, though, man. That's, that's different. Ownership okay. of the GM. All right, he says, uh, Banner says, they see the good things are exciting, talking about Hurts. They see how the team has turned around and responded. They also know he hasn't really had to play against the top press defense. He hasn't completed a lot of tight throws. I'm not saying he hasn't completed any, but he hasn't played against enough variety of defenses that could be challenging depending on what you think his strengths and weaknesses are. He, he doesn't have a final grade on him. He says it's incomplete. I don't know about that, man. I mean, because you look at the defenses he's played against. You know, he played against Tampa's defense. Mm -hmm. He's played against the 49er defense. Even, like, the 49er defense, man, they are, they are one of the most confusing defenses to play against because you really can't – you, can, you really can't see what type of defense they're in. They play a matchup zone and man concepts a lot. And it's hard to really differentiate where the ball is going, where it's supposed to go, because it almost looks like man, but it's zone. But then sometimes it looks like zone, but it's actually man. Hmm. Because, you know, I, I, I tell you what, uh, D'Amico Ryans, he's pretty damn good. He's a really, yeah. really good defensive coordinator because you can't even tell if it's cover three or cover two half the time because they might buzz a linebacker back and it'll be cover two. Not temper two, but cover two. Because he'll take one of the linebackers to take the place, and that linebacker is that good. 
he could take the place of a safety and they can roll a um roll a safety up and have him play him linebacker. Hmm. He really is great at at you know not defining what the defense is running and putting those guys in great position to be aggressive while they're doing it. I guess not a lot of people can do that. I guess he's saying you know, he hasn't played against great uh, defenses and really played well. Because he didn't play well against Tampa. There was garbage stuff at the end of the game that made that game a lot closer than what it was. But and he did against he did against um the 49ers, though. He played well against the 49ers. They should have yeah. won that game. Yeah, he did. He did. You know, I mean, I mean, look at conceptually, look at it. They had two, two, no, was it three? It was two or three touchdowns called back over yeah. penalties. It was at least two. It might have been yep. three. Yeah. Pick routes and and or they stepped out of bounds. Like, exactly. You know, wide receivers just <laughs> step out of bounds. Now, Owen Buck needs to explain this, okay? Because I'm interested in this. He says, I'm listening behind. In other words, he's behind in the show. But he goes, I hope it's explained that hash is not resin. Ha 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 ha. Oh, so, you gotta explain right. it to me. Explain <laughs> it, okay? Put it up there. <laughs> I never claimed to be an expert. I tried it once. <laughs> you say tried it once. Yeah, yeah. All right. One, no. go ahead. I used to get, I used to get man. I, I was, I was, not to say that I was the golden child or anything like that, but I had uncles and aunts that really paid attention to everything that I did. Like I couldn't do all the things the other kids could do. You know, I, I don't know why. I, it might have been because everybody was scared of my mom or. Mm-hmm. You know, they just they saw bigger things in me that they, you know, didn't see sometimes their own kids. Mm-hmm. But they didn't allow me to get in and go out and play reindeer games like other kids. You know, like if, if somebody would call a joint in my mouth, oh my God. They uh-huh. go tell my mom. No, they'd, whoop right? my ass, they'd whoop my ass all the way home. And then they tell my mom, and then my mom would whoop my ass. You know, you they, had a lot of people ratting on you, man. All the you know time. I mean? like, all Jesus. the time. And like I said, I don't know if it was that they were scared of my mom or I don't know what it was, but they knew, number one, I was a mama's boy. Then number mm-hmm. two, they understood that if she found out and, and nobody told her and she found out, the, you know, the wrong way, then everybody would have to pay the penalties. You know what I mean? Like my right. mom didn't play, man. Like my mom used to carry a gun, man. So, you know, she she seems like this nice lady on the stream, you know, hey, how you doing, Joey B? And, you know, what's up, you know, Boom right. Bat 75, you know. She, you know, she's oh, she's hey, she's she's nice, but she used to carry a gun. It's, she used to call it a snake charmer. Right, right. I remember you said that before. Yeah. I so like you know, yeah. she wasn't, you know, she she <laughs> she's trying to get yeah. to heaven now. Put it yeah. like that, bro. Yeah. Ninety-one LSX has <laughs> remembered snake charmer. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, Code Bodenstein says hash is a byproduct of the actual plant, and is more potent than smoking the buds. What? There you go. See, that's code level code stuff knows here. what or Cade is it Cade Bodenstein? I think it's Cade. Yeah, that's Mama was level. an OG. Says Shizzo Flex. Yes, yes. I'm telling <laughs> you, bro. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. <laughs> she didn't play, man. But you know, I had many. I had a lot of fun growing up, and I wasn't really a big troublemaker. But I got in trouble. But I wasn't just out and out defiant. Like if my mom said, "Don't do it," I wouldn't do it. But I, I'd find other stuff to do to right. get in trouble. You know what I'm saying? But man, I man, I I enjoyed it, you know, and I think that's that's kind of the way we were talking about when we were talking about uh Jacksonville's quarterback. That's kind of the way he was mm-hmm. he was brought up. He had to be at every camp. He had to see everybody saw him growing up. Everybody saw him in his maturation of being a quarterback. So the expectations of him and this lost year, 
Oh man, it's huge. It's huge. You know, because he definitely lost it. A did, lot you know, did you know that the Stop or My Mom Will Shoot movie was actually based on your mom? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I didn't know there was a movie called that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Stallone, Stallone movie. No, never heard of it. Man. Yeah, yeah, it's 91 LSXers again. All right, now Colin Berger's got some info here. He's usually got good info. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hash is the Keef. The pure THC crystals that make the weed look shiny and hairy. Those crystals fall off when the weed is ground and then it's compressed into pucks. Oh, Martitas would like this stuff. <laughs> Put it in pucks. <laughs> how was your how was, how was you in the Mountain Trolls uh, show? Oh, there? it was great. Yeah, it was great. See, that's what I'm talking about, man. Tony didn't shut up. <laughs> He was nonstop for 40 minutes. Like you couldn't even get a word in. Oh, he took the show over. Nonstop. Nonstop. <laughs> Absolutely out of control. But now here, Jalen Raygor. All right. This is a, a quote. Uh, Jeff McClain's Twitter. There's actually a piece about it in Philly.com too. But this is the, the gist. Talking about booing at the link. He says, quote, it was funny, honestly. Derek Barnett told me, just embrace that type of stuff. Because, I mean, it shows that the fans are paying attention. That's like saying once a coach stops yelling at you and stops coaching you, then you should be worried, end quote. Makes a lot it's of pretty sense. pretty good. Yeah, it makes a whole lot of sense. Derek Barnett, the philosopher. Right. And, and, you know, looking at it, if we didn't care, we wouldn't say anything. Because we've 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 invested a first round pick in you, our expectations are such. You're supposed to go out there and play like a first rounder, mm-hmm. regardless if you know where you weren't supposed to be picked there or not. You still have to go out there at least, at least produce a little bit. He's not producing right now, right? But at least he understands that hey, he's got to get it together. Some guys go in their shell. I mean, a couple guys went in their shell and and couldn't get past that. I've seen right. a lot of first rounders go through that. You know, they were mentally tough enough to really do it, you know, or they had problems outside of uh, football or, or you know, things that would hinder them from taking that next step. But that's tough, man. Just being in the NFL is tough, but being a first rounder, that's got to be extra tough, man. See, I, I was and being a first off, rounder got, in Philadelphia. Yeah. Like I was <laughs> pissed off. I was pissed off that I went in the second round. You know, I was ranked the number three offensive lineman in the nation the year I came out. I really thought I was going to the first round. In fact, I got two or three calls, um, you know, saying we're going to pick you up. You know, the last one being Kansas City, where they were going to draft me, and instead they drafted uh, Trezell Jenkins in the first round, mm-hmm. who never played, only played in the league three years, never even played, never even got an opportunity to be, to really play. Another offensive lineman? Was that yeah. a lineman? Okay. Yeah, I never heard of him. Yeah, he, he's from Michigan also. Oh, he's really? from Michigan, yeah. But – the expectations. I can only imagine being a first rounder in Philadelphia. I mean, because I remember, you know, I second round, you know, if I played well, it was a bonus. If I didn't, oh, well, you know, you weren't a first rounder. But I saw the way Jermaine Mayberry had to go through where he went through. I saw, you know, even, you know, Mike Mamula, our first rounder the year I was drafted. Yeah. The expectations that were on him. So like was me he and the Bobby first Taylor. rounder and you were the second rounder in that draft? Me and Bobby Taylor. Oh. In fact, me and me and Bobby Taylor used to talk about that all the time. And then the third, I think Chris T. Jones was third round. Okay. 
But we sat back and we was like, you know, hey, man, imagine if we to win the first round, even though we're both starting, we're playing pretty good. Right. There's nothing that Mamula could do to get past him not playing to the, up to the expectations that Warren Sapp was because Warren Sapp got picked right after he was set. Yeah. He was picked. Yeah. So he was always playing. Well, there was, was mar- marijuana was the whole thing with Warren Sapp, wasn't it? It was the whole thing with our whole entire draft. Yeah. That's another reason why I dropped down in the draft. There were, there were like 16 players that tested positive for marijuana. I can remember, dog, we were in, um, we're in um, Indianapolis. Uh-huh. And you walk in by the rooms and you could smell it inside the um at the combine the hotel at the combine. Yes. Yeah. You could smell it inside the rooms. Wow. It was crazy. <laughs> Everybody were like, you know, they just didn't care. I bet they had hash in there too. <laughs> Guaranteed. Angry Al Bundy. Look at this. Look at this uh post. American hash, aka moon rocks slash caviar buds rolled in LLR oil. Uh Rolled in keef and dried. That sounds like a recipe. Right. <laughs> you, you, you cooking up the hash? <laughs> Jesus. Angry Al coming strong. I see. I see. Well, those cowboys look a whole lot better when you're smoking that stuff, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, like I said, I still think that the, the Eagles are going to win this weekend. Yeah. Re- and you, and you'll prediction. be on record as saying regardless of who plays, right? I said, I said that. Wow. I said that's that. a big one. That's it. I mean, that's big. I said that. And, and I've been saying it for the past eight weeks now. I know. Not seven, but eight weeks now. But you weren't saying that thinking that they were going to have, you know, second stringers playing. Now there probably are. And you're still saying it. I'm saying it simply because I don't think that Dallas is going to go out and, and have guys play, especially what, what happened to their starting wide receiver, Michael Gallup. And, mm-hmm. and the fact that he's out for the rest of the season. a big loss. They don't want to. They don't want because this is this is their year. If they're going to win a Super Bowl, they got to win it this year. They just paid their quarterback, and after you pay your quarterback, it's slim pickings for going out and really winning the championship. After that, the reason Mm -hmm. why Brady was so successful because he took pay cuts, right, right, to pay other players and a wife making bazillions of dollars. Exactly, exactly. You know, saying you know you got a wife making eighty million dollars a year, you could do that. You could afford to do that. I've been taking pay cuts too, Barrett. <laughs> Christ, appreciate sake. you keeping me around. Appreciate exactly. you, bro. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take a time out because on the other side we're gonna have Dan Lust, and he's ready to go already. He's chomping at the bit to be, uh, give us all the info on all this legal uh, stuff that's going on with the NFL and and uh, professional sports. We're back after this. This is Joe Krause of Krause's Coats inviting you to donate a slightly worn coat or jacket and help veterans stay warm this winter. Go to Krause's Coats on Facebook to help those who've served. Have a happy holiday. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. 
Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. The city of Philadelphia sparkles during the Christmas holiday season with an array of colorful light displays and illuminated Christmas trees donated or installed for free by the talented electricians of IBEW Local 98. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities at IBEW Local 98, visit us at www.ibew98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. All right, welcome back to the show, hour number two on a Thursday edition of The Middle. And uh, we're going to start this hour off with a very special guest we haven't talked to in a little while. It's been, it's been way too long. Uh, we are, in, uh, you know, we are in, in lust for our next guest. He is the great Dan Lust. you got to follow this guy on Instagram and Twitter, at Sports Law Lust. He's also uh, uh, hosts the Conduct Detrimental podcast, which is fantastic. And he's on top of all these issues, man. And the biggest issue right now, Happy New Year, Dan. Welcome to the show. Uh, we got to ask you about this whole Antonio Brown scenario. I mean, this is the craziest thing I've seen in a while. And I've seen a lot of crazy shit. Um, sitting in front of my, on my couch on Sunday, I'm watching the Eagle game and I'm watching Red Zone. And I see down the bottom, I'm like, there's Antonio Brown taking off his shoulder pads. And now he's taking off his gloves and he's gesturing to the crowd and next thing you know he's running through the end zone and out the tunnel like he's some kind of like you know rock star or something i mean what in the world just happened and then i find out that that um you know he just was kicked off the team and i'm thinking like was that because he wouldn't go or or he didn't want to go into the game or he wanted to go into the game and the coach wouldn't let him into the game. And then we find out that the coach wanted him to go in the game and he refused. And now he's saying that he was hurt. Yeah. Nothing, nothing really makes sense, but I will say, Harry, it's a little bit of deja vu. Remember when he uh, got released from the Raiders and then he's out with his uh, shirt off running through the backyard. I'm free. I'm free. Yeah, so that's right. It's not unprecedented. That's <laughs> Antonio right. Brown. It's not. Yeah. So yeah. 
there's, there's a lot of mixed messaging here. And, you know, the latest, obviously, in the saga, Antonio Brown and his lawyer are on the PR campaign today. They're trying to spin the narrative. You know, and I, I'm not sure who's right, who's wrong. I, all, all I can tell you from a credibility standpoint, Antonio Brown was about to make an extra million in incentives. And obviously, Bucks, you're a football fan, about to make a nice playoff run. Godwin's out for the year. Gronk is banged up. Evans is banged up. So the Bucks need the guy really badly. So Brown is going to get his fair share of targets for the stretch run if he stays with the team. And the Bucks need the guy, right? And or else they wouldn't be putting up with his headache for the last year of the fake Vax card and all this stuff. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. They need him talent-wise. So both sides don't really have the incentive to make this up. I think there are shades of truth on both sides. And then, Harry, you have this weird thing. Both sides, I think, have kind of acknowledged that Brown was either cut, cut before the shirtless outburst from Antonio's Brown's camp, the, the Bucks camp is saying, well, because he went crazy and threw off his shoulder pads and threw his gloves, that's why we cut him. But both sides are kind of saying he was cut, yet everyone's tracking the roster transactions. He's still a member of the Tampa Bay Bucks as of today. So a little bit of, I think, CYA stuff going on in the background. I, I, I'm a little unclear as to why he's still on the roster if you, if you guys hate each other so much. Mm-hmm. I think it's more so because um, they they – don't want to get him, give him the autonomy to just go somewhere or leave and do what he wants to do. They just want to, you know, make him suffer through this. They don't have to cut him right there, right? Or, or I mean, what would you know? What would you, what would be a reason to keep him on the roster? I mean, then then your face. I mean, what, what we're all looking at here, right? This credibility determination and what was who was right, who was wrong. If they shot him up with uh, illegal painkillers, as Brown's statement kind of alludes to, and this is all going to be, I, I think, determined at some type of grievance proceeding. Um, so if Barrett, if you're holding some guy on the team just to torture him, I think that you've added another list of things to be uh, they get hit with a grievance about. In addition, right, this now new allegation from Brown, hey, I might have consented to a painkiller, but not that one, right? That's a, a new thing that's being popped in here. Mm. But I, I think, guys, from the football perspective, I'm I'm so curious in this, and I know you guys follow this. Brown comes back, right, December 20 or no, December 26th, the game before the Jets game, he pays the Panthers. 10 catches, 100-plus yards. Uh, we don't hear any issue. The ankle's been an issue the entire year. Brown's making this fun point, and he's, he's showing the, the text today, which I know Harry and Barrett, you guys saw. Mm-hmm. It, look, Bruce Arians knew about my ankle injury. Like, guys, us three knew about the ankle injury. Everyone right. that follows football knew about the ankle injury. So it's not some smoking gun. We all knew about it. But you went through some course of pain management for a couple weeks. You were able to play in the Panthers game without any issue at all. Did you re-aggravate your injury during the Jets game after you had three catch and 24 yards? Did someone fall on you? Because from, from my vantage point, it looks like he just decided that this this pain is too much for me. I don't want to play anymore. He's not arguing that it was re-aggravated. I think that would really help his case if he could show us the Zapruder video of you know someone falling on his leg. But he doesn't have that. So from the Bucks' right. perspective, I think that's what they're saying. He made a subjective decision to no longer play, which we thought was unjustifiable. Well, you know, he's jumping up and down as on his way out, yeah. which isn't going his direction right. either. And looked pretty good earlier yeah. in the game, actually. Right. Where is and this? Is the point I made on Twitter, which I don't know. Some people, the Brown uh, apologists, are yelling at me. I'm not. I'm not making some grand point. I'm like, 
here's this great video of him making this great move on, on uh, the DB and he's like getting, spinning him backwards and he makes this great catch. I'm like, this doesn't look like a guy that's hurt. So this video, if you go to a grievance setting, it's not going to help Brown's case. Like clearly you were able to make a fantastic play to be a productive wide receiver minutes before you, you claim that you're not helped. Like what changed physically? I get that mentally you didn't feel comfortable playing anymore, but that's, that's a subjective call. Now it's a credibility issue. Where is the video guys of him limping at all when he's going right. run around shirtless, he's running on the field. I don't see any physically compromised video and you can, do this approver like, hey, he's favoring this foot when he makes this cut. I'm like, well, he just caught a ball for 20 yards. Like, that's that's the video is not going to help your case, guys. What what? But he did say he got um, shot up with painkillers. You know, and and you know that's you know we 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 used to call it the bee sting, but they you yeah. know they they inject with toradol, you know, before games if you had an injury like that. And you know you're not supposed to have toradol every week. Well, we used to I used to get injected about toradol every week. But you know that's that's back then. You know, you know. We're, yeah, but we're this is that. it's this is the this is where it comes down to, which I think people on on Twitter and I don't want to yell at them because some people are just uninformed, right? Like th there is an issue of medical malpractice that you could have if a doctor puts right. something in your body that you do not consent to, or you're not aware of, or they say it's X and it turns out to be a different type of pain me management medicine. Like I don't know, Barrett. I imagine most players aren't playing at 100 percent that players are consenting to playing at, at yes. below 100%. Exactly. And for the most part, players are consenting to some pain management protocol being put in their body. Unless Brown wants to say, they drugged me up, knocked me out, they forged my signature on whatever consent, and they <laughs> shot me with a painkiller. That's not what we have. So I, I'd love to hear, and this is where I don't think people are paying enough attention, what did they do to him to get him ready for the Panthers game, which I guess he had no issues with the week yeah, prior. What did they do? They give him the same painkiller and he had no issue then and he didn't run off the field shirtless? Like, that's pretty important. Guy had an ankle issue the whole year, but 10 catches, 100 yards was very productive in that game. What changed between the Jets game and the Panthers game other than, like, you were getting blown out to the Jets at, at the time? Like, I, I think we have to ask those questions. Well, yeah, yeah now he's, 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 uh, and he's ringside. I mean, not ringside, but, um, uh, he's, you know, he's at the game afterward, courtside yeah. after. That makes I, I mean, yeah, he's, he's running around like, Guys, show me the video where he's limping. You know, he's pulling like the – you guys remember that Byron Leftwich. Yeah. Everybody and they bring him, the offensive linemen bring him. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know, painkillers, they will mask the pain. But you're yep. still going to have some – if you're that hurt, you, you're still going to have some indication that you're favoring something over the other. And if you don't, what changed in your head that now you're not able to play on it other than your subjective decision-making? So, listen, I, I we're, we're talking kind of court of public opinion. At the end of the day – an arbitrator is supposed to be impartial and he's supposed to attempt to, which Harry Barrett's going to be very difficult. Blackout the, the last two years of Brown kind of being an, you know, a, a non-credible character, uh, kind of lying his way out of uh, Oakland, you know, but when, when he tried to get out of there and the different lawsuits, the criminal cases, civil cases, Brown is not a sympathetic character and he's done himself no favors in the court of public opinion. And now guys posting tweets with Alex or text Guerrero. Alex Guerrero. Yeah. He's, Listen, he's not my client, but I, I'd be very nervous anytime this guy took to social media at this point. Yeah, he's throwing Brady's uh, trainer under the bus along with Tom Brady's. Now, you know, he's attached his name to it's, it. So it's a, it's right. I mean, at the yeah. at the end of the day, we're going to see this play out. I, I can't I, I can make arguments for both sides as to what happened, what didn't happen. But I think it's an uphill battle for Brown. Sure, you can tell me he was able to make these great cuts because of the painkillers. But like the video doesn't help you. It, yeah. it certainly doesn't. You can get around it, but I think it's an uphill battle around. And all this kind of, of noise after the fact that he's no longer, I guess, 
it's technically still a buck, but he's not going to play again for them is not doing himself any favors to maybe sign on with some other team at some point. I mean, this just, he's just making this uglier and uglier. I mean, I'm going to give you a little bit behind the, well, this is, a, I'm a lawyer here. I'm going to give you the legal side of this, right? Yeah. When we deal, and I've had dealt with my fair share of, of defending personal injury cases. Like I, you know, my goal, at least for one point in my career was to figure out if someone had a tried and true injury and we'd ask them, okay, you got into a car accident. Okay. Tell me about the next week of your life. Did you go to the hospital immediately after? Or did you wait a couple of days? Mm-hmm. So there's this great video, which I'm sure you guys both saw. Brown pops in an Uber, right? And he takes an Uber back from the yep. game. And the Uber driver, right? Mike, if this was a personal injury case, you'd probably call the Uber driver as a witness. He described Brown as like euphoric. He was smiling. He was the happiest this guy's ever been. And the Uber driver said it seemed like the guy won the lottery. He was so happy. That doesn't seem to me like someone in, is in such tremendous, agonizing pain that they have to walk off the field in the middle of the game. Again, is it possible that painkillers are masking this and Brown's just kind of not seeing straight or what else? Sure, but like, again, you, you have all this mounting evidence that's out there in the public realm because Brown's a very public guy. I, I think it's a, it's a tough case for him to win the court of public opinion. Could he do it at a grievance? Sure. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it helps his cause. I don't. Well, Esquire Lusk, give me your um, view on this. What if there are mental instabilities that he's working through does that help him or, or hurt him, you know, as far as him going forward in this case? So it's it's a great point. And I and Brady kind of talked about this. He doesn't want people to judge Brown on on, you know, because he wants I think he's alluding that there might be something behind the scenes. But let's just look at what Brown's statement and his lawyer's statement are. They're alleging that he couldn't play because of a physical injury, that he was physically okay. incapable of playing. I watched this great documentary, which I'm, I'm sure you guys are both familiar with, this, the Marty Fish uh, documentary when he pulls out of the uh, Roger Federer match years ago. It was a mental yeah. health issue. It's, you know, it's totally fair. Naomi Osaka, another tennis player, mental health issues, which you, know, you can you certainly appreciate. I don't think Brown's playing that card. I, I, don't, I don't see it. Certainly he could make it, but this is an argument that he's making about physical health. Um, mm-hmm. I think in the court of public opinion, we've got to be really careful what we say about Antonio right, Brown because we don't right, really right. know what the guy is dealing with. Um, but at least for this particular argument, I don't see him playing that card. He could play it at some point, but he's not playing it yet. So, you know, we'll see. I, I think it's a fair thing to point out, though. All right, let's get to this Washington football team situation. Actually, they've got two. Uh, one How about that, the one where they almost killed your quarterback? That's I, I the one right. where I want to start. That's where I want to start. I mean, that was some crazy video, too. I mean, like, I was just thinking, like, if he was, you know, six inches a foot to the left further, he would he would have gotten, you know, possibly injured I mean, seriously injured who, who knows it was just bizarro video um there's a couple of eagles fans that are now claiming that you know one's got a tingling in their arm and you know a bad back and all this kind of thing i think there's some lawsuits coming uh what did what do you think uh what kind of exposure do you think the redskins or the redskins washington football team are have uh with this situation with that strange entrance area um, so I, I think pretty straightforward. I'll give you guys as, as a rudimentary lessons I can in what we call tort law. Tort law mm. is like what we call personal injury law. Right. You have to show, um, you know, that, that, that wherever you were, like if you walk into a store and all of a sudden the ceiling collapses on you and not seeing the head, the store is, is a patron in a, in a store or in a stadium, wherever the owner of this established, they owe you a duty to not unreasonably put you in harm's way. So if there's a kind of reasonable harm that could result, they got to make sure they don't they don't put you in harm's way. So here, right, we're talking about a railing. People lean over this railing all the time at basketball games, football games. They want to touch the stars as they're going out. Everyone knows that that's reasonably foreseeable. Guys, last I checked, I watched that video probably a hundred times. I didn't see any like 
sumo wrestlers. Shout out to like, you know, WWE old school, like Rikishi. I didn't see like <laughs> yeah, 10 Rikishi. Rikishis leaning up against the rail. I saw a bunch or, of- or, or Barrett Brooks. Right. Or Barrett Brooks or Yokozuna, if we want to go even further back in WWE. But like, you know, I didn't see those type of people that would be an unreasonable amount of weight. Like you go into an elevator guy that says, don't be above 4,000 pounds and the thing won't collapse. Like it was normal fans doing normal things. So that railing wasn't properly reinforced. And I don't think that was ex expected for a fan to that, that they think they could fall, right? Could you get hit with the head with a foul ball? Yeah, or a flying bat? Yeah, those are reasonably foreseeable. But the railing collapsing, no. So I think the cameraman, his leg uh, got messed up. You know, there's uh -huh. a fan, the bottom left of that video kind of flies into the opposite wall. I think those could be serious liability on, on Washington's part. The funny, uh, I mean, not, not funny thing, but I mean, for, for Hertz purposes, like no pun intended, there's no damage, right? Hertz was not hurt. So for a liability, there are certain cases, and maybe this isn't such a crazy point. Sometimes there are instances where if you are what we call the zone of danger as lawyers, if you get really close to getting hurt, but you don't get hurt, you still sometimes can sue. This doesn't appear to be one of those instances. Hurts by jumping out of the way. I don't think he has any, any lawsuit, but like guys, Reggie Bush at one point sued uh, the St. Louis Rams. He tore his ACL. I don't know if you guys remember. He ran off oh, the field. Oh, he slid. And yeah. Slid on the concrete. Twelve million dollar right. jury verdict against the Rams. So wow. there's a history of these cases that certainly wow. could have happened. But I think Hertz, knowing he doesn't have the case, is doing the right thing. He's putting mm -hmm. the pressure on, um, you know, the NFL and Washington. Like, what are you guys doing to make sure this doesn't happen? I think that's, you know, I think that's all he can do. I don't, I don't right. think he has a lawsuit here. Right. Well, you know, he. Um... I don't think they helped their case by saying, all right, that's that area wasn't for fans. It was for um, people with handicaps. handicaps. Yeah. And, and it wasn't supported the way it was supposed to support for the fans they have. Why would they say that? Because that kind of puts them in a guilty you know, situation anyways, because why would you let the fans down if, 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 right. if you knew it wasn't you know, feasible for them to do it properly? The legal supported. standard is, is reasonably foreseeable. I don't know anything about that state. I've never been there. Thank God, right? Uh, I've never been <laughs> right. to But just looking at the architecture of that stadium, it, I think it's reasonably foreseeable that fans would make their way down there to try to slap hands with Jalen Hurts. And I watched the video. There's no security pushing them away or anything no. like that. They said Those they were, were allowed the to go down. Like the security right. was good with it. You, if, listen, so, something bad could happen, but if you did everything you possibly could to avoid an accident, right, and it happens anyway, like if you have the security pushing people back and fans burst through anyway and they – Knocked over the gate, like totally different story. But I don't see those reasonable precautions. They could have happened. I just don't don't see them on the video. Hmm. All right, let's get to the other Washington issue. Uh, apparently, a couple of days ago, Barrett, I don't know if you're aware of this, they may have leaked their future nickname uh, by accident. Uh, some are, are indicating, and they also, if they if, if it is this name, I believe it's the Admirals. Is, people are talking about. There's apparently another team called the Admirals that plays something called quibbage, which I have no idea what that is, but Dan Lust knows. Tell us about this situation. Harry, uh, uh, hold on. I'm going to call you out for a second. Your namesake, Harry Potter. Do you, have you not watched yeah, those Quibbage. movies? No, I've not watched those movies. Barrett the little flying, The little stuff. flying disc thing. I mean, a little flying ball yeah, thing. Yeah, Barrett you know? watches that stuff, <laughs> not me. <laughs> Oh, now you're muted. You're muted. Yeah, we can't hear you. Nope, still can't hear you. But he's not muted. He was a second ago, but now we can't hear him. Hello? Yeah, we'll, he'll, he'll reconnect. Yeah, so there was this link to a website that was the Washington Admirals. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and it was came out on this 
this release that said on February 2nd, there, the new nickname is going to be announced on February 2nd. Hey, when, can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we got you. Know, we yeah, got yeah. you. We got you. Go ahead. Okay, so, uh, yeah, uh, long and short, Harry. Uh, Quidditch, Quidditch is a Harry Potter thing. I mean, okay. I don't know. If, but in, but in, uh, we're not flying around in brooms in real life. I guess there is a... No, no. <laughs> and instead of flying around in brooms and throwing balls through holes, they just run around the field and do it. So I, di- I didn't know that there was a real Quidditch thing that happened in real life, but this team does exist. Okay. They have a Twitter account. They have a schedule. I, I, you know that Harry, I dropped into roller derby Twitter with this Cleveland Guardian saga. Right, there right. Is a, there is a professional Quidditch Twitter uh, that people are telling me that the Washington Admirals are like a dynasty. In the, wow. Uh, interesting. But um, yeah, here's here's kind of the latest. So Washington uh, football team announces a name change coming on, or a na- I want to I want to say a name change, a permanent name on February second, twenty twenty two. They've announced eight finalists. Um, there's, uh, if you just look at the offshore books, which you know I look at, Harry, the sure. favorites, the favorites in the clubhouse are uh, of those eight favorites. Uh, of those eight finalists that Washington put out are uh, Red Hogs, mm-hmm. which I think is probably because they're announcing the name on Groundhog's Day. People yeah. think, oh, they were Redskins, Groundhogs, Red the Hogs, Hogs the offensive line that used to be called the Hogs. The, yeah, I think that's that's the leader in the clubhouse. Number two is Commanders, okay. which is a name that. Uh, uh, and they, if you look at the jerseys they put out, there's some kind of like military imagery on the side. Yeah. Plus, somebody registered WashingtonCommanders.com half an hour before Adam Schefter tweeted out that they were changing their name uh, from mm. Redskins to Washington Football Team. So it was a couple of seeds. But you point out there, there was a fun story on a Tuesday. Uh, I got a couple of hits. A couple of people from Washington tagged me and they, they wanted me to know that a name that we had been talking about in our circles, Washington Admirals, similar to Commanders that that name was rerouting to the Washington football team. So that story kind of picked up wildfire. And then uh, as the trolls do, other people decided to redirect other uh, Washington-based names to uh, the Washington football team. So like, I think now if you go to WashingtonBananas.com, that'll actually go to Washington football team. You can check that out. And wow. I think the other one was <laughs> Washington Itchy Spiders. So people started to say like, oh, let's now redirect things to the website. But th- there was a period of time in, um, there's still some real sourcing that that Admiral's name is, even though it's not at one of the eight finalists that's on the board. Boomer Esiason yesterday on his show said, I think Washington Admiral's his name. That's what I'm hearing. Hmm. And it's a smokescreen uh, by the team to kind of throw everybody off the set. So, okay. yeah, who knows? But I, I, I don't want to rule it out. Um, even um, guys like Wolves, I guess Red Wolves is a big, a big name that people want in the region. Yeah. Um, there's a professional field hockey team that's called the Washington Wolves. So, Harry, as, as you point out, the, it, there's very few names that aren't taken in our right. world that we live in today. So there's certainly right. a world just like what happened with the Cleveland Guardians baseball team got immediately hit with a lawsuit by the Cleveland Guardians roller derby team. Mm. They're, they're playing a dangerous game of bingo. If Washington picks a name that's taken elsewhere in the world that we live in, right? Like Meta, they got the Facebook got sued by a couple or threatened to be sued. Uh, certainly can't rule that here. I think Washington will find a way to mess this up. I'm, I'm wow. pretty confident. Yeah, that's that that you can bet on that and on an offshore <laughs> book. They will screw <laughs> it up. Dan, we appreciate it, man. You're the best. And uh, follow him on uh, Instagram and Twitter at Sports Law Lust. And of course, the the great podcast too, um, Conduct Detrimental. Give it a listen. Thanks, Dan. Happy appreciate New Year, you, bro. There he is. Yeah, um, I just did. WashingtonBananas.com goes right to the Washington football team website. <laughs> He's right. They are bananas up there, man. Yeah, two two twenty two. That's the 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 number at the top of the website, and that's when they're announcing whatever their permanent name is going to be. <laughs> Look at Jeff Dickerson, man. Come on, man. <laughs>
the Washington red ass baboons. Yeah. See now, I was told that red is not going to be a part of the name. Right. Like, right. They're That's... going. They're going to disassociate themselves from the whole red skin thing by not even having red as part of the name. That's not to say that it's not going. It's going to be the color, but they're not going to have red this or red that. That's what I was well, told. Exactly, man. And, you know, and, and I was talking to um. I was talking to somebody, I forget who it was, man, but they were saying that um that people equate that to almost like what black people say with the N-word. Mm. You know, you you just don't say it because they that when you're talking to um Native Americans, that's what it equates to to them. Mm. So that's why I just stopped saying it, you know, because of that. But what is Washington doing, man? I mean, they still haven't settled what went on as far as, you know, everything that happened, you know, a, a couple of years ago. That's still out. And, you know, oh, they yeah. just with got the investigation, you mean, yeah. what is yeah. what is nothing has come down from that? No, I know. There have been no repercussions or, 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 you know, anything done, you know, especially with the young ladies that, you know, were forced to be almost like escorts. that were mm-hmm. chilling. There's so much stuff that's still up in the air with that organization. Yeah. You know, I know what I mean? That owner, I mean, what is he doing? I mean, who, all... does he, who does he have pictures of that he hasn't been slapped on the hand or wrist or whatever for, for what he, you know, what he allowed in that organization? Yeah, I mean, John Gruden is the guy that got the fall for this whole thing. And he wasn't right. even a part of the team. Right. You know, yeah. It, wasn't it even seems... a part of the team. His brother was, but he wasn't. It is shady. It really is. And, no question, man. You know, to me, um, as an Eagle fan, you want Dan Snyder to survive this because Absolutely. the team has never been, Absolutely. you know, nothing short of a train wreck since his ownership took over. But in reality, you're really thinking like this guy, this guy's a scumbag. He, he is. is. And he's one of those dot com guys that got he, rich. Yeah. He should be com. forced to sell the team. Right. He really right, should. Right. Right. Um, Washingtonbananas.com. How about that? <laughs> Goes right to their website. He's right. Well, I was looking at the stream, man. The stream got you know some some serious Dallas, uh, Philly. Um... Oh, there's a lot of Dallas Philly stuff going. On. I think it's what it's it's on? getting uglier on the stream than it was right. on Saturday night at the link on the field. <laughs> like this is like this isn't second string players going at it. This is no, our starting no. lineup over here. Right, right, right. You know they're going at it right now, man. You know, yeah. And, you know, I was, I was trying to. Look, look a little bit at as you know we were, we were talking to Esquire Lusk, but um, wow, you know they yeah. are playing right now. They are not playing. Yeah, and there's still some hash talk of on here. You of know course. that it is. Uh, let me see. Where's the? It's it, purified resin is one of a good a good explanation of it that I saw up here. I forget who put that in there. They said come on hairs and crystals and yeah, you know. <laughs> Chiefs, whatever that is. We're well informed on this thing, man. It really is. We're well informed. Very smart people follow right. the show <laughs> and uh take part. Yeah, Kevin Bloomfield golf is back today. They're out in Hawaii. This is part of the rolfing season. Two weeks. The rolfing season lasts two weeks. Mark Rolfing is a uh analyst for the mm-hmm. golf channel and does, you know, a former golfer and blah. And he lives in Hawaii. So this is like the two weeks there in Hawaii where he is front and center as like the basically the lead analyst uh, for the golf broadcast. I don't get into the whole Hawaii thing. Mm-hmm. To me, it starts at the end of the month when they come to Torrey Pines. That's the start of the season to me. But you can bet on it. And there's only like 38 players in it. It's the, it's the tournament of champions. It's all the guys that have won a tournament 
the previous year get invited to this. So it's like some of the best players. It's all the best players, except Dustin Johnson isn't there. He didn't win anything. And Rory McIlroy did win something, but chose not to go. And I believe Cameron Champ is in the COVID protocol. But other than that, they're all guys that are that are studs. So it'll be pretty entertaining. And the views are great. The vistas are great. The place is beautiful. Oh, man, everywhere you go in, in Hawaii is beautiful, man. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like I said, I was only there. I've only been to Hawaii one time, and that was my senior year. We played in the Aloha Bowl. Right. Uh, played Boston College, and we got spanked. No, we, we weren't. It wasn't bad. We I think we lost like thirteen to ten or thirteen. Oh, to low seven scoring, huh? Yeah, yeah. That's the old Mamula. Aloha Stadium, Aloha yeah. Stadium. Yeah, Mamula. Now, who else? Who was the quarterback on that squad for BC? Oh, you remember? I forget. No, I don't. I don't even remember. Okay. I, remember I know I had. I was going against Colin Stalin, and my uh, my right tackle Jim Himaluski was, mm-hmm. was was playing against Mike Mamula. Mike Mamula had four sacks in that game. Four sack. He was Himaluski. That's a great name for a lineman, isn't it? <laughs> Jim Himaluski. And he looked just like the Blues Brothers, man. Is that right? He's, he's like six foot six, six foot seven, three hundred forty. Elwood Blues. Yeah. <laughs> he was just a nasty dude. He a nasty yeah. dude, man. He he could play, man. He just wasn't yeah. a good athlete, but he would just maul guys. But Mamula was so quick, he couldn't get his hands on him, man. And I mean, he had four sacks. I remember so. We went in. He gave. He had given up uh, two sacks. Uh-huh. And we went into halftime. We came back out. He said, "Hey, B, let's switch sides. Come on, just for a minute. Let's switch sides, man. This guy's good. I mean, you can stop him." So look, I get to the line, and uh, you know, I, all right, all right, I'll, I'll do it. So I go to right tackle. He goes to left tackle. Uh huh. We come to the line, and <laughs> he looks. Uh, Jim is sitting there on the left tackle. He's ready to rock and roll. He's going to get Colin Stalin. All of a sudden, just for the snap of the ball, Mamula looks up, looks at me. And runs to the other side, and Colin Stalin came back on my side because he realized you guys flipped, and he, and he got another sack. That's <laughs> he would have got another sack. Like man, just just go back to where you were, man. You know what I'm saying? So Wait a second. Once- this this doesn't look like the guy that I've been, that I've been whipping <laughs> right. all day. Hold on a second. Where'd he go? Hold on. Oh, he's over there. All right. Hold- he looked over there. He looked at me. Looked over there. Colin, Colin, and he flip flop sides, and he went and got another sack on the left side, man. Oh, that's awesome. Oh man, my coach was pissed. You know why would you go over there, Coach? He asked me to. What do you mean? He, he he's gonna give him another. He gave him another sack, man. It was crazy, man. But wow, Mamula was good, man. Yeah, Mamula actually good. had a very productive, you know, NFL career. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at the, the amount of talent he went against. Man, that Dallas team, man, they were loaded. I mean, loaded, especially on the offensive line. And yeah, Eric Williams and, and and Larry Allen used to put it on them. You know what I mean? But they put it on a lot of people, you know, a whole lot of people. That Dallas team was good then. But uh, this isn't the Dallas team of back back then, though. This no. is not your mama's Dallas team. This is a, a new Dallas team that will finally get beat this weekend. I'm letting you guys know. All right. I'm still stuck on it. I'm still stuck on it. Um, Adam Schefter's released some stuff here in this. Uh, this is a couple of hours ago, but the whole statement from Antonio Brown accusing the Bucks essentially of quote ongoing cover up. I mean, this is getting deep. Come on, I man. mean, come on, dude. I'm, I'm for the players, man. I am. You know, you know, I'm always going to side with the players. Yeah, as long as it makes sense. This just doesn't make sense. I think he got caught. You know, thinking that. He was that dude, and 
You know what I'm saying? Like, man, I'm I'm done with this. We're losing the way we're losing. I'm out of here. And 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 thought that he was gonna be able to come back. Nah, bro. You you just can't do that. He said the MRI on his ankle quote shows broken bone fragments stuck in my ankle, the ligament torn from the bone and cartilage loss. Now you're not running around and running routes the way he was in that jet game with a ligament torn off your ankle bone. Well, you know what? I, I will say this. I will say this. My last year in Philadelphia. This is '98. Um, the, the the game before the last game, I actually um, broke my ankle, and I thought I just sprained it. Mm-hmm. I thought I had a high ankle sprain, but I actually broke it. And when they, you know, when they came and you know and, and um, you know took a look at it, they thought I just had a high ankle sprain. So, you know, usually when you have a high ankle sprain, you're out. Well, we didn't really have anybody else, so I had to play that next game. So they taped it up. I couldn't even bend it. They taped it up. And I played the entire game with a broke ankle. It was the last game of the year, and uh, I was just I was just ready to go, man. And, and you know what I'm saying? Went to De- went to Detroit, got to Detroit, and as I'm you know practicing the first three weeks, not in camp but uh, in um, in uh, OTAs, I like tweak it a little bit. They go take an MRI, and where the bone was broke at, it had died. So I got a piece of broke bone that's dead inside my ankle hmm. because of it. So, wow. I mean, that does happen. It does happen, but. I see a, a tweet from uh, Sports Illustrated at SI now 37 seconds ago. Antonio Brown has been officially released. Well, I already with, saw that on the stream, man. With the Buccaneers announcing the news and issuing a statement on Brown's ankle injury. So yeah, now they, they've you know, got they've got a statement out there. The, the so. stream just hit us up with that uh, probably two minutes ago, man. Yeah. You know, our guys are on it. You know yeah, what I mean? Good. I'm glad somebody is. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, because I'm definitely not. All right, we'll be back with the final half hour. Got to get into this uh, Aaron Rodgers stuff uh, with Jody Max, buddy, Hub Arkish. Uh, we'll talk about that and a whole lot more on the middle. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Good day, everyone. It's Joe Krause from the Jacob Media Network here at Neck of the Woods. Uh, so excited to introduce Krause's Coat Check, a cold IPA. It's just an incredible thing. I'm in my 18th year of Krause's Coats and with Brian's help and uh, Frank coming together here at Neck of the Woods. Krause's Coat Check, a cold IPA, was born on this day. We'll celebrate it on January 11th and everyone is invited to enjoy or to meet and experience the entire Jacob Media team and also experience Krause's Coat Check. A cold IPA. Gentlemen, a toast, I think, to you for producing Rousey's Coat Check here at Neck of the Woods. Cheers. Cheers.
At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back to the show. Final uh, half hour of the middle on a Thursday. And uh, I don't know. What did you watch last night, Barrett? I was uh, dialed in on my ESPN Plus on my desktop computer on the Temple basketball game. Okay. I ordered ESPN Plus yesterday. I told you that about that, right? Yeah. Yeah. And ended up on the phone after the show for about an hour and 15 minutes with the technician or the, whoever answers the customer service and god bless this guy man he walked me through you know back and forth back and forth i was stuck in a loop where it would ask you for a password and then it would give you a code (laughs) and then you put the code in and then it would ask you for the password and then you put the password in and it would give you a code and then what it was just non-stop like a circle and we finally Uh, got out of that and got it all situated on the computer but now I can't get it on my television because the the sign on and the password that work on the computer do not work on the television. Oh, I don't that know, sucks! I don't know how that's possible, but that's right. my late that's my latest thing that I got to tackle um, either today or tomorrow after the show. But anyway, I watched. I sat down in my office, like where I am right now, last night watching basketball, and the Owls were down eight ten points. Uh, on the road to a better team as like a 10-point underdog or so, I want to say, and came back and won the game without their best player, without their three three of their best players, their number one guy and two of their other really good guys, all freshmen. <laughs> Unbelievable. It was great. You know, I actually, um, the last bowl game that I did uh, in North Dakota State, mm-hmm. I actually rode, um, I was on the plane, from Chicago to Philly with the girls bass temple basketball coaches. Oh yeah. You know, I was sitting next to them talking to them and they got a very young team also. Now where were they coming from? They were play they had just played uh Northwestern. They had just lost to uh, Northwestern. I think it was about six points and um it, I know it was less than ten points. And uh, I was sitting there watching the, their coach, you know, she was she was watching the game. She looked over and over again. And I and I could tell when I when she sat down, because mm-hmm. I was already in my seat, when she sat down next to me She's sitting there and her arms were crossed. And as she as her players were, you know, they were you, I could see them when they first passed the first class. Cause I was sitting in the um, I was sitting in the exit row and I could see the girls come in. I could tell they were basketball players and they were smiling and everything. And all of a sudden they got eye contact with her. I mean, just stone faced. All of them. each one of them did the same thing, just became stone faced when they walked past her. I'm like, oh, really? Yeah. This lady's the coach. Wow. <laughs> I can tell this lady's the coach right next to me. She's the boss. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, 
I, you know, I, I actually um, I watched basketball also, but I, w- I didn't watch I didn't watch uh, Temple. Were you watching uh, I was, Sixers? I was, yeah. No, I wouldn't even watch the Sixers. Oh, uh, no? <laughs> no they won. Tobias Harris apparently played well last night. Well, I didn't. He's I been getting booed. I didn't waste my time. I, I, I actually watched the Raptors beat up on the Bucks. Oh, and, okay. Uh, I watched a little bit of the Jazz and the Nuggets also. So I, I was I was basically just watching it. And then I got bored of both watching both of those games. And I turned on um, F1 racing again. Oh, yeah. You know, I watched, I watched what, the last one. The reality sh- uh, series, yeah, the yeah, second okay. to last one, when the guy got caught on fire, yeah, you know, and he 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 walks out of that fireball, you know, with just minor burns on his hands and on his foot. Now, so which that's dri- right, which driver was that? From um from Haas Racing. Okay. Yeah, the driver right. from Haas Racing. So. All right, well, that's good. I still can't believe Williams Racing. You know, they 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 shut their program down. I, I can't believe that Williams Racing was Mercedes. You know, I, uh-huh. I, I can't believe it. You know, it all it's all for naught now. You know, was that the one that was run by the woman, like yes. the, the daughter of the original owner? Yes. Yeah. And they begin it by saying, you know, I hate to be the one on my watch that um right that our that our, our racing team folds and, under and didn't they have some big investor whose son was their driver at first yes. and then he left right and he left as soon as they left it folded okay yeah that guy was the money guy i guess holding it all up um but i don't think the driver's very good though is he well he was pretty good he was yeah i think he left there and went to ferrari or something like that oh i i kind of thought it was just only because his old man was footing the bill that he was really getting the opportunity to no he's to actually race. talented yeah he he's actually, actually good Oh, okay. All right. Good. All right. Let's get into this uh, this Aaron Rodgers thing, which I saw yesterday. <laughs> um, Hub Arkish is one of these. Um, I guess he's probably a Hall of Fame uh, voter, and he's a voter for you know all the all the awards for the NFL. He's been around for a long time. I actually follow him on Twitter, and he made comments on Tuesday on a Chicago radio station, six seventy, the score, where he was asked about. Um, voting for Rodgers for the MVP. And Arcus says, um, I don't think you can be the biggest jerk in the league and punish your team and your organization and your fan base the way he did and be the most valuable player. He has been the most valuable on the field. Or has he been the most valuable on the field? Yeah, you could make that argument. (laughs) But I don't think he is clearly that much more valuable than Jonathan Taylor or Cooper Cup or maybe even Tom Brady. So from where I sit, the rest of it is, why is he not going to be my choice? Um, I don't think it's said anywhere strictly on the field, although I do think he hurt his team on the field by the way he acted off the field. He lied about being vaccinated. So that's what it comes down to. Uh-huh. So Rogers was asked about this uh, when he was on the Pat McAfee show. And, oh, great. Uh, Zander's got the audience. He's on it. This is from the press conference, though. You can see by the backdrop. Thank but you. then he, he ended up. voters coming out and saying yesterday, quote, I don't think you can be the biggest jerk in the league and punish your team and your organization and your fan base the way he did and be the MVP. I think he's a bad guy. And I don't think a bad guy can be the MVP at the same time. I think he's a bum. I think he's an absolute bum. He doesn't know me. I don't know who he is. No one knew who he was probably until yesterday's comments. But I mean, to and I listened to the comments, but to say 
he had his mind made up in the summertime, in the off season that you know I had zero chance of winning the BP. My opinion should exclude, you know, future future votes. Um, you know, his problem isn't with me being a bad guy or the biggest jerk in the league. Cause he doesn't know me. He doesn't know me. He doesn't know anything about me. I mean, I've never met him. I've never had lunch with him. I've never had an interview with him. Um, his problem is I'm not vaccinated. You know, so if he wants to go on a crusade and collude and come up with an, an extra letter to put on the award just for this season and make it the most valuable vaccinated player, then he should do that. But he's a bum, and I'm not going to waste any time worrying about that stuff. He doesn't know I do. I am. He's never, never talked to me in his life. But it's unfortunate that those, those sentiments. It's surprising that he would even say that, to be honest. But yeah, I knew this was possible. We talked about it on McAfee weeks ago. Um, but crazy. Rob. Wow, I love that. Uh, the uh, most valuable vaccinated player. Love it, man. Isn't that great. Love it. Love it. Yeah. So he's love a bad it, guy, it. I guess. He, he calls him a bad guy because he chose not to be vaccinated. Oh my god. Oh. So apparently this Hub Arkish now has issued uh, an apology. Um, let's see. I'm looking at this on NBC Sports Football. Here he goes. And Arkish seems to think that the criticism he has endured missed the mark. I apparently unleashed a small army of self-styled social media and talk radio experts who have no clue what they're talking about to challenge the quality of the voting process and would attempt to invalidate any vote or thought process that doesn't agree with their own. Wow, that's supposed to be an apology. Jeez, it doesn't right. sound like an apology. <laughs> Not oh, at all. Wow. But basically, he he had made up his mind about Rodgers even in the summertime. He's a Bears guy, this right, Marcus. Right. They hate the Packers. That's that okay? those, those are annoying. I mean, when I was in, um, when I was in Detroit – same thing. We hated him also. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm liking Aaron Rodgers more and more the more this goes right. on. I got to be honest with you. Now, been, you know, I thought football, he should have been fined. I thought he should have been fined for, you know, misleading uh, people about his vaccination status because he was getting away with things that you weren't supposed to be getting away with during that time. And I thought he right. should pay a penalty for it. And apparently he did. But the more he talks, the more I like him. I'm telling you, you listen to this stuff on every Tuesday when he's on with that McAfee. That's it's, it's pretty good. No question. And they no call question. that guy Hub. They call him Pornhub Arkish. What? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah. The one of the producers. I, I don't think it's um, it's not AJ Hawk or it's not Pat. I think it's one of their other sidekick guys. I don't know their names, uh, but they keep referring to him as Pornhub. Wow. <laughs> Are you kidding me? No, I swear to God. Wow. Yeah, and and he's saying something about A-Rod. I'm, I'm, yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, he just goes on. He really talks on on that show. Right, like, right, he's, right. He'll, he'll tell those guys anything and everything. And then the, the rest of the week, they're all referring to what he said on Pat McAfee's show. It's, <laughs> it's pretty good. You got to give that uh, McAfee a lot of credit. Well, hey, you know, he knew once he said, you know what, I'm done with this football stuff. Let me go out here and just be a, a you know, a, a, a talk show host. Yeah. And get, 
paid a king's ransom. Yeah. From that point on. And freaking AJ Hawk, he does it from his place in Ohio. I think he lives in Ohio. And he and Rogers are really good buddies from their days with the Packers, right? right I think right. that might have been how this got all hooked up. Right. But um, AJ Hawk just sits there and smokes cigars the whole time. <laughs> He's just going. <laughs> and McAfee stands, he stands up the whole time because he's sitting, he's got ants in his pants and AD, right. ADD through the roof. And he wears like um, sleeveless shirts, like, you know, like almost like basketball type shirts, like sleeveless. Right, right, almost. right, right. And uh, he's just standing up, uh, cursing <laughs> left and right. <laughs> it's it's a it's a shit show. La- life life. life is good, man. Yeah, life is yeah, good. Yeah, one hundred twenty million dollars, good. Right, one hundred and twenty million dollars. Wow. Oh wow. my goodness, that's the yeah. life, man. Yeah, it, it that's really the life. is. Oh, if only. <laughs> now. Uh, now Spanish fly on here. Now this I'm not aware of. I haven't heard this, but apparently there's a guy on the show that does a Sirianni impersonation. I gotta hear that. No question. Oh man, I gotta li- I gotta I gotta listen more. On um uh, on 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 uh, McAfee show. Apparently, I think that's what he's referring. Can you to. imagine that? Yeah. I mean, him talking about flowers and 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 buds and. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine how that sounds, man. Yeah. And and then all that stuff, that whole thing about the flower pot stuff we had fun with. You know, right, right, right. I love how in hindsight now everybody's saying, see, he was right. He was, what do you mean he was right? They just started to run the freaking football. <laughs> I now, don't what, know. what does that have to do with planting seeds and fertilizer? Right, right. You know what I mean? You took advantage. You you realized that you had a lot of yeah. beef on that offensive line, and you and you now used it in a more productive way. Right. Now you can't. I mean, you got to give it to him. You know, he you can't just run the same play over and over again. They find new ways to run it, new innovative ways to run it. But you know, it's even still, man. You know, just it's it's the laws of physics, right? You got three hundred and eighty pounds. Once you get it going in one way, it's hard to stop that one way. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> Once it gets going in motion, it probably stays in motion. <laughs> you know, so right. I mean, that's easy. You know, that's real easy. So I mean, I, of course. But Nick, man, you you got it. You got to put. You got to take your hat off to him. You know, he, he is. He's definitely turned that team around. That team really believes in him. Mm-hmm. He knows how to use his veteran players, a la Kelsey. You know, and in the speech, but that speech went rampant. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He he's got Kelsey has to be, um, he has to be somebody in Philly, bro. He's he's got to be he's got to run for office. Oh, he's got to be on radio. He's got yeah, he's yeah. got to do something, man. Well, do you think this is his last year? No, I think he's gonna play next. You year. think he's gonna play again next year here? Mm, yeah, right. I don't think he's gonna go anywhere else and play. I doubt that seriously. Right. I don't think he'll go anywhere else and play. But I think that he will stay here. All right. Now, Colin Berger. See, this is what's great about these guys. He sent Xander a cut of the guy doing the Sirianni impression from Pat McAfee's show. See, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Because I just man. I just searched <laughs> for it online, and what I found was is one of the producer guys is dressed up as him for Halloween, but I don't have any audio to go with it. I'm he a- said he's got it. All right, well, then, yeah, then, then let's play it whenever it's ready. Right, right, yeah, right. He says he has it, so here we what go. What will we be doing tonight? Uh, it, Sirianni said he won't make it in midnight. 
unless you know Michigan, Georgia goes in over multiple overtime scenario, I'm not going to be up at midnight. Why not? Because I once football's over, I go to bed. <laughs> kind of like Pavlov's dogs. Thing. Yeah, exactly. No football, I'm sleepy. No, for football. Yeah, I understand. Well, thank you for that, Coach. Thank you, got You're not getting anywhere near enough credit, are you? No, I mean, you know, like I said, my tone has changed maybe a tiny bit on this show in the last couple weeks because I am the best coach in the NFL. They don't have an award or any mumbo-jumbo, but come playoff time, nobody wants to see my dogs. Nobody. Because it's that dog mentality is strong. That's right. Dog mentality has carried us through the season. Uh, there's a good, you know, we're going to beat the hell out of Washington on Sunday. I think everybody knows that. Everyone's looking ahead to week 18 with the Cowboys. I anticipate us winning that game. And then based on where we're at, we may be, uh, I don't know, playing the Cowboys again in the wild card round. Oh. And we'll beat them again. And, you know, I mean, I'm like I said, I'm a great coach. Jalen's playing unbelievable football. What's well, not to love about the Philadelphia Eagles right now? Well, probably – you know, the chance that there's other good teams also in the NFL, but I understand not that could keep up with your dogs. Uh, Bill Belichick was asked. Oh, that's great. Like, that is really good. He sounds just like him, man. He does. He really does. Yeah, how about you see A.J. Hawk just puffing on the right. cigar, he's man? Just... He's just chilling out. Uh... I'm just going to collect these checks <laughs> and not beat my body up and smoke I think it's cigars. pretty funny. Yeah. You got to love that, man. You I got know. to love that. I know. You definitely gotta love it. Wow. I mean, wow. You, you, I, I think I think that um, Nick is starting to be that coach though. He's starting to think like that. You know, he got his dogs, and yeah, they, they they're gonna be ready to run the when dog he says mentality. run. Yeah, they're gonna run when he says run. And the dog mentality is actually like next next play, right? Is right. basically what he. I, I you know that's the way I understand it. Well, it, really- it is weird. That's that's the way they, that's the way he's been coaching. That's the way those guys think. You know, they say they never say, you know, they never look past anybody. That's why I didn't have to worry about. I didn't worry about them. You know, looking past Washington. I knew they'd be focused on Washington. Mm-hmm. I knew they'd be ready to play Washington. But they they think like the very next play, right? And at the next the next practice, the next game, regardless of what happens, like whether right. something happens really good. You forget that, and you go to the next play. You flush it. You know what I'm saying? You, yeah. you take a deuce, you flush it, and yeah, go that, on. That was Jalen, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This is from um, yesterday on CBS Sports. The Buccaneers are very optimistic, is the quote, that Fournette will be ready to return from injured reserve in advance of their first playoff game. This is per Diana Rossini of ESPN. So in case the Eagles have to play Tampa, and I, I think I saw something where Tim McManus was on uh, our old radio station and was asked about, uh, you know, who they're going to play. And he, he indicated that there's a, a bigger percentage chance that they play the Buccaneers. I guess th- people are thinking that the Rams are going to lose uh, to the 49ers. I, I You know, yeah. I, I had thought that also. And you know what? I've been sitting back thinking um, – who would I rather play out of the three, whether it's um, the Rams, mm-hmm. the Bucks, or Arizona? Is there a chance we might play Arizona? No. No chance we play? I don't think so. I think it's just Los Angeles, uh, Tampa, or Dallas. Dallas has an outside shot of mm. getting the two seed. No. 
I thought there was a chance that we might get into the sixth seed. Well, yeah, but that's not. We win this week. You wouldn't be playing Arizona, though. You'd be playing either Los Angeles or Tampa. Mm. Yeah. Mm. You know, out, out of those two, yeah, I'd still rather play. I'd still rather play. Uh, I'd rather play the Rams. The Rams. Yeah. There's no question about that. Yeah. You know, that defense, it'll be, I don't hard, trust, be hard press to start the run. I don't trust their quarterback, Los Angeles. No. I trust the other guy in Tampa. For some yes. reason, I trust him. Well, just, you yeah. know. Yeah, just going out on a limb. <laughs> yeah, right, you know. I mean, he 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 might have won a couple football games in his career. You know, a couple Super Bowls here and there. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. But I'd, I'd rather go against somebody had, that hadn't won a playoff game. Right. More so than uh, somebody that uh, – has won a whole lot of playoff games. Put it like that. Now, old Cole on this on the uh, stream says he brings up Minshew. We're talking about the deuce. You were saying it's like a deuce. You flush it. Yep. Minshew. He don't go there. Remember? No, he doesn't. Number a deuce is not in his vocabulary. <laughs> He's a number one. He's, He's a gotta number think one. Like a number one. That's right. Got to think like a number one. That's boy. Get out of here. Yeah. Stop, boy. Stop. Now, if Jalen as a, as playing the first half on Saturday night, right? Yep. I, you know what I would think in in in, in all actuality, if they get up, I, I, you know, I see them. He might not even play that much, you know, because I, I, I still can't see Dallas going out and playing their starters. They've been bit too much by that, you know, by that injury bug for them to even hmm. play around like that. They've got to win now. They have to win now. Mm-hmm. They're in salary cap hell already. It's going to be even worse next year. So why wouldn't they, you know, why wouldn't they bank everything on, on, on next week as opposed to this week? It just doesn't make sense to me. You know what I mean? I can't see they see them playing their starting off as a line. If you don't play your starting off the line, you're definitely not going to play Dak. Right. You can't start that left tackle, man. He gets hurt when you sneeze on him. And he's one of the best in the league, man. But you want his, you want him to be ready to go, all guns blazing, going against um, whoever they play in the first uh, first round of the playoffs. Right now, they're set to play Arizona if it stays the same, which would be a rematch of last a week. A rematch. Yeah. Um, I just want to see something here about that, though. Like if, um, let's just say, Tampa's going to beat Carolina, so they'll be a thirteen and four. Yep. Okay. Um, if the Rams lose, they're twelve and five. Tampa goes to two. Rams drop to three. But if Dallas wins, they get to twelve and five. I'm wondering if there's a way. I don't know what the tiebreaker is between Dallas and the Rams. I think Dallas has the tiebreaker over them. Uh, didn't Dallas beat them? Yeah. Dallas beat them. Right. So then Dallas would end up with the three seed and the Rams the four seed. So you'd have Rams Cardinals. You'd have Dallas against the Niners. And then you'd have uh, Rams or Buccaneers Eagles. Got to play against that man, bro. I'll tell you. We got to hope I'm rooting for the Niners, man. On I am, man. I <laughs> is am. It, isn't that the 425? I think that's the doubleheader game. Yes. On, on Sunday afternoon, because the night game is the uh, the Raiders and the and the Chargers. 
I'm pretty sure the 425. That's a good one too. Wait, if it matters, that's a good one. Yes. How pissed off right now is the NFL in our game, man? <laughs> they are I know. hot. I know. They, they flex it hot. and nobody's going to play. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Niners at Rams is 425 on Fox. Mm. So that should be good. And looking at, you know, looking at Arizona's lineup, who do they play? Arizona? Yeah. Uh, let me see. They play the Seahawks at home. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Favored by six and a half. You think that the, the Seahawks will play win one for the Gipper? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you know, I wouldn't put it past them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they have, um, man. How, I mean, how they go downhill like that so fast, man? Yeah. I mean, not they, good. Not good at all. Wilson's back. They got, they got everybody back and they're still losing. Mm hmm. What is that all about? I wonder what game we're going to get at 1 o'clock on Sunday. We're going to get the football team against the Giants, I bet, on Fox. Against wow. the Giants? Yeah, that's a pillow fight. <laughs> oh, we'll get both of them eliminated from playoffs. Joe Judge talking all kinds of tough guy stuff, and then he doesn't even meet with the media the next the two days later. He didn't. After, on Sunday, he said it. You know some oh, of these yeah. things in that post game that were disparaging uh, of Washington, and then two days later, he was supposed to meet with the Washington media, and he blew it off. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right, that's about it. We'll be back tomorrow on a football Friday. Yes, football Friday for game week on eighteen. Game on Saturday. All right, Barrett. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening. And uh, don't forget Cilio at 4 o'clock today. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hit. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Good day, everyone. It's Joe Krause from the Jacob Media Network here at Neck of the Woods. Uh, so excited to introduce Krause's Coke Check, a cold IPA. It's just an incredible thing. I'm in my 18th year of Krause's Coats and with Brian's help and uh, Frank coming together here at Neck of the Woods. Krause's Coke Check, a cold IPA, was born on this day. We'll celebrate it on January 11th, and everyone is invited to enjoy or to meet and experience the entire Jacob Media team, and also experience Krause's Coachette, a cold IPA. Gentlemen, a toast, I think, to you for producing Krause's Coachette here at Neck of the Woods. Cheers. Cheers.
At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. This is Joe Krause of Krause's Coats inviting you to donate a slightly worn coat or jacket and help veterans stay warm this winter. Go to Krause's Coats on Facebook to help those who've served. Have a happy holiday. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. The city of Philadelphia sparkles during the Christmas holiday season with an array of colorful light displays and illuminated Christmas trees donated or installed for free by the talented electricians of IBEW Local 98. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities at IBEW Local 98, visit us at www.ibew98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.